0: Chub Step Jay Rabb. Pat Cal. Rating all eggs, Duncan Steve Chub Step. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the king of the jungle. And you can't have a favorite Iron Chef. It depends entirely on the secret ingredient.
1: Sometimes I feel you don't know food
2: at all. In the computer,
0: it's so simple.
3: Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall.
2: And the show has started. How's my sound quality. Okay, I'll start it again. Greg, <laughs> <That's all> I <right>. say,
1: <laughs> keep it, keep it. All right, Greg is joining the show. Jumpstep, Greg is on the show live from special edition Sai Pan. Pan or Saipan?
3: Pan? Saipan,
1: Pan, Pan. You got it right Saipan. Yeah, Sai Pan, yes. Sai, as in sighing, and Pan as in pan. Is
3: it perfect. That is where the name comes from, actually.
1: Oh, God, perfect.
2: You were on a few years ago, and you were starting to be a pilot then. Tell us how that's kind of evolved to what you're doing now.
3: Yeah, so I'm on Saipan, um, working here as an island pilot, flying between uh, a couple islands out here in the northern Mariana Islands and Guam. Um yeah, I think last time I was on the show, I know it was one of the number one downloaded episodes. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing what the numbers are from this one. Perfect, it's probably um, gonna be huge. Probably, probably huge. huge. Let's let's just you know preface the episode with that. <laughs> but yeah, so I think last time I talked, I just got a private pilot's license and uh, was kind of messing around building hours. So then I um, was flying there in Georgia for a little bit. Got a commercial license like a year, uh, maybe a year and a half ago. Then worked in uh, Atlanta as a flight instructor for like five or six months. So it's basically when you get a commercial pilot license uh, just starting off, you don't have enough time to go fly like big jets or airliners or anything like that. So you have to do some other random jobs to build time. And so, yeah, I was teaching people to fly for a little bit. And then uh, in October, I got a job out here uh, working as an inter pilot. So packed my stuff up, threw everything in a storage locker, and jetted off to the islands, and I've been out here since. I was going to ask how the dating life is out there. Dating life has been excellent. The Saipan has been very good. Now, Now, go ahead, Paul. (laughs) You guys, I've been, well,
1: my family has ruthlessly mocked me for years, um, because I spent nine months in Korea, and, oh, Paul's gonna have a Korean baby. Look at Greg now. Well, Paul,
3: you know, I'm not in Asia, so.
1: (laughs) Pretty much. Uh,
3: actually, uh, Saipan is part of America. Want everyone to know that? Still in America. Technically, sure, so but are I'll... you
1: closer to Japan or
3: California? Oh, way closer to Japan. look um, yeah, Like, <laughs> like 1,000 miles from Japan, like uh, 10,000 miles from California. Wow. Yeah, that's a look, big difference. So if your plane was going down, you go to Japan
1: first. Am I correct in assuming that?
3: Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah, you'd I... probably go to Japan, definitely. All right. Well, weird <laughs> the Asian, Greg, than... Asian. <laughs> FSM, Palau, Pompeii, Yep. But. Yeah. All right, well,
1: uh, I just want to put that out there. I'm not the butt of the jokes anymore. It's you.
3: <laughs> sure. sure. That's where <laughs> we're all talking about it. That's what every time we get America, together. Yep. Yeah. All right, now that we've got that out of the way. Uh, yeah, Pat, it's pretty good. There's a lot of young people out here. People move here for all sorts of reasons. It's a nice place i was gonna ask if there were dating apps like uh tinder bumble hinge
0: or anything like that
3: yeah pat this is america all that stuff still exists <laughs> oh it's america Fair point <laughs> um yeah no and uh there's no there was never any of that goofy uh coronavirus you had back in america out here on the island so you know bars restaurants everything open 100 percent the whole time i've been here um pretty dope
2: do you, i'm looking like the population's like 47,000 people do you just know like a, a ton of the people i'm sure your age it's got to be you have to know most of the people your age i would feel like
3: oh yeah there's like whatever 50,000 people on the island but the circle of people you interact with is like 300 people next.
1: yeah so <laughs> everybody
3: knows everybody kind of vibe yeah, you definitely can't go anywhere without somebody you know, and like since I you know fly between all the islands, like I take most of them as passengers on my plane and stuff too. So, like either flying someone I know or just randomly out somewhere and they're like, "Oh, hey, you were a pilot last week." I'm like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> cool." You're welcome. Yeah, I'm like, I hope I didn't bounce the plane, but <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that barrel roll was not necessary, but. Uh... Lad, we're here. Oh, I was just going to tell you a little more about Saipan. The uh, people and everything, like you said, there's like 45,000 people on this island. Then we've got two other islands out here, Tinian and Rota. Both of those are crazy tiny, though. They've got like 3,000 people on each of them. And you go down there, like you will literally know everyone on those islands. It's a fairly small
2: island space-wise. Like, what what are kind of the advantages of that, or disadvantages of like kind of being an island that small? My brother. Lived like a summer on Martha's Vineyard, and he definitely, I think, was, you know, he had his positives and negatives of doing that for a while.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's nice because everything's like close and nothing's a pain in the ass, like it is in the States. Like, you know, in like, you know, your day off in the States, you want to go run errands or something, ends up taking like all day to go to the grocery store and uh, and post office and whatever else you need to do. Yeah. Here, that takes like two hours.
0: Yeah um yeah
3: that is grocery stores don't really have everything that you want so like kind of have to just know like <laughs> which ones have some things which ones have others and just kind of you know like pick and choose your stores are going to we have got like kind of three tiers You've got like um the american grocery store there's like one that kind of caters to all the white people on the island then uh there's like some mid-tier ones and then there's the chinese grocery stores and those ones are, like, every 10 feet, but they only have, you know, like, certain things. A lot of ramen noodles, a couple of kinds mm. of meat, um, your general cheap beers. Today's day's secret
0: ingredient
3: is... So, like, as long as you nice. know what you drink, though, you can go and negotiate your day pretty well. But we definitely don't have like the other day. I had to buy pants, and that was an ordeal. <laughs> because you're six foot four, or yeah, and that was definitely part of it. And also, there's like three stores on the island that sell pants, and I <laughs> need like a gray pair of pants. I was going to an island wedding, and uh, yeah, there's one store on the island that has gray pants. <laughs> and, <God.
1: laughs> yeah, that stinks. Can't run yeah. to the polls and they have every single pair of pants that you can imagine.
3: No, like people get like fired up because on Guam there's a bells. Like a Belks or something. <laughs> I don't even know what a Bells is. The Ross dress for less or something. Oh, like. oh god. <laughs> and uh and Guam still has Kmart and that's like big news there
1: yeah i think they're all. completely out of business in the
3: states <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like people would would go crazy for a camera out here because there's no such thing as like walmart or anything like forget going to one yeah and all that. definite disadvantage but it's dope because i like live in the middle of the city and i can walk down to the beach in like five minutes and go to all the bars and stuff in like five and then drive over to anywhere on the island within, like, half an hour. I want to go yeah. pick up tanks, and then roll out to the beach. That's, like, you know, 20 minutes away. And you can be, like, on a secluded little part of the island with nobody else and uh, just do whatever you want. Like, there's no rules here, like, in America. Uh, <laughs> if you want to go hiking somewhere or, like, you want to go climb a cliff, you just kind of do it. <laughs> no buildings or safety defenses or anything like that. Like, if you fall off the cliff, like, you just you know, you <laughs> fall off. Like, and you got to deal with that. Push them in the ocean. Yeah.
2: Now, is that the same kind of for the flights? Like, is there a lot less rules with their aviation than there would be in America?
3: No, it's all the same rules out here because we're still governed by the FAA. So, we still have the, the same rules, same maintenance, everything. But everyone's always sketched out, Like, even though the uh, the locals kind of have to fly to get between islands, uh, they're all still super nice all the time, because the planes are not big. The locals? Yeah. Is it
1: is it weird for them to just grow up in the middle of the ocean?
3: Well, it's not weird for know. them.
1: Well, I didn't know like... if you talked to them about it. <laughs> have you ever been like, you know the world's pretty big, and you're uh, living on a 45 mi- square mile
3: island? Yeah, and then when they go to the States, like if they go to Seattle or something, they're like, mind blown. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be pretty shocking. Like, how are there so many people here? Greg, are things things
2: fairly expensive there? Because everything's got to be shipped in.
3: Depends on what it is. It's like, stuff that, uh, eh, some stuff is crazy expensive, like gas. Um, I don't know what it costs in the states right now, but we're up to four sixty-five a gallon for regular here. Oof! And uh, on Rhoda, like the smaller islands, it's over six bucks.
0: The money truck, baby.
1: Yeah, I'd,
3: I'd buy a bicycle, e-bike yeah. or something. But yeah. you know
1: what? You probably can't buy an e-bike because there's none on the island. So never mind. Nope.
3: You can buy an e-bike and get it shipped in. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like the only way to do anything out here. So you've got an Amazon in, like, anything random like that you want. Does Amazon Prime still honor next day delivery? Hell no. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Oh, Get
1: a helicopter like flying in.
2: Greg, I was watching the uh, World War II in Color Netflix, like, miniseries. And I know that Saipan or Saipan played a fairly big role in the war. I'm sure. I'm assuming there's a ton of just military stuff all over the place.
3: Oh yeah, so Saipan and uh, and Tinian, especially in World War II. Tinian, the next island south, is where the atomic bombs were like assembled and where the planes took off from to drop the atomic bombs. Oh, so, pretty big history fact there. Yeah, that's kind of cool. You can still go see like the loading pits and the you know, the airfield and stuff over there. Um, but Saipan had like a ton of Japanese bunkers and fortresses on it. And a lot of that stuff's still left out here. So if you kind of go hiking through the woods, like you can find a bunch of old bunkers and cannons and tanks and stuff sitting out there. Um, some crashed planes on the island. We found then, if you go, the island has a bunch of caves on it, which the Japanese kind of hid in during the Battle of Saipan. And if you go down into those caves, you can still find like all sorts of stuff. You can find beer bottles and. Like, guys still find a bunch of, I mean, we found unexploded ordnance out here. Oh, oh, gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you can go down to the caves, you can find grenades and stuff, and just out (laughs) of the woods, find unexploded bombs. Uh, Yeah, I'd stay on a trail, uh, (laughs) if I were you. Yeah. I mean, even on the trails, like, if you go, you know, a little far off, you can still find some stuff. Like, people have found, uh, people have found, like, rifles and stuff out in the woods. That would be a cool find. Yeah, that's that's the holy grail of Cy finds. I've only found like some bullets and uh some canteens and some random stuff like that. Nice. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Um if you find it, it's just kinda of there. There's no, you know Nobody's here to come pick it up. Yeah, no one's coming to find any of that. Like if you find like a like a bomb or something, they'll come pick up. <laughs> there it. Yeah. it is. Or, yeah. If it's oh, bigger okay. than a hand grenade, they Yeah, then every once in a while they, like, just take a bunch of it out to, like, a random part of the island and blow it up.
1: <laughs> they don't do that in the ocean? They gotta do that on the tiny island? No, they just kind of
3: go, like, off to the side somewhere. Oh, Okay. <laughs>
2: Greg, do you see yourself living there for a long time? Like, is this a place that you liked a lot more than you thought you'd like it? Or you could, yeah, you could see yourself there long term?
3: Oh, yeah, I'll be here for a while. There's there's no reason to go back to the mainland for me, you know. Uh, on days off here, it's just beach, scuba diving and, and hanging out. Uh, I don't need to go back to big city in America and, you know, <laughs> cars and traffic and people and right now it's been nice out here because we haven't had any tourists here so like it's not that populous Uh, but once tourism come back the main people that come here are chinese tourists so that should be a little change in pace i don't know some people say it'll be better some people say it'll be worse the big thing to do for the tourists is to rent like a bright pink mustang convertible (laughs) oh cool and then take selfies with things (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's is
1: it just that actually sounds awesome.
2: <laughs> is it just like one pink Mustang that they rent?
3: No, there's like <laughs> a piece of pink Mustangs. Oh my, oh my gosh,
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> gotta be some weird like Chinese culture thing, yeah. Well, that's like, so what, funny that's thing you can do, right? <laughs> that's the most American thing you can do. You're like, Where'd you, where'd you go on
3: vacation? I went to America. I see my pink mustang,
1: like, you just went to Saipan, you liar.
3: No, literally every, like, Instagram location tag, when you pull something up, it says, like, Saipan, comma, United States of America. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
1: Nice.
3: Or that's just a big flex by the
1: USA, like, we still got this. We own this.
3: Yeah, and, like, uh, I don't know, I think the U.S. just kind of, like, just kind of push Saipan to the side and be like, yeah, we'll, we'll just kind of keep this place afloat, like uh, send some government money over there every once in a while, make sure that they stay there just in case, you know, we need another uh, Air Force base or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's a nice strategic location, that's for sure. Definitely. Um, Guam has a bunch of military bases on it, but Saipan doesn't have much. All we have, there's like six big giant cargo ships that are like, Sit offshore Saipan all the time. And I guess they're filled with like guns and tanks and stuff like that. <laughs> Just like in case they need to go attack someone somewhere. Well, first of all, you shouldn't be sharing that classified information, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> but Paul, maybe you could enlighten us from your military experience about that. So there wouldn't be
1: tanks and stuff on it. 'Cause it's it's too easy for if there's no like military other big naval boats, there wouldn't be that much stuff on it. There might be like random supplies and stuff, but it wouldn't be uh there wouldn't be any crazy stuff if you could just drive up and sink it.
3: Yeah, I don't know. These are big boats, they're like a thousand feet long. I don't know. Maybe check it out. Go in there. I drove, like, pretty close to them fishing a couple times. They haven't yelled at us yet, so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a shark ate your eye? Yeah, it happened when I went down off the coast of Australia. Uh, your boat sank? Oh, no, no, no. not my boat. My boss's boat. Yeah, we hit this reef, you son of a bitch. Ran the whole coast. Wait, the Great Barrier Reef? You heard of it, huh? Smart lady.
3: Yeah, Um, I remember when I first moved out here. You guys did an island episode and I uh, remember you gave me some advice for the islands. I just wanted to revisit that real quick. Oh, good. Yes. But, what was it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember all the topics, but I remember, um, I remember one was, uh, said so you got to get some puka shells. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Confirmed. You got to have your pooks. Okay. You got some pukes. Good. Yeah, you got to have, got to have your pooks, different types of shells. I mean, yeah, you know, the, the amount and the size of the shell, I think, has some significance in your um, in the hierarchy here. Okay. Yeah, like so, your status goes yeah. higher. Yeah, yeah, you definitely definitely want to have some big shells. Um, mm-hmm. on your oh, oh, big is better. I thought a multitude yeah. of small shells would be better. Uh, you want one big shell ringed by small shells. So, oh, like, okay.
2: you want, like, a Flavor Flav, like, conch shell hanging down with, like, little pukas around it? Yeah,
3: exactly. Now you're talking. Okay. I think you also said you got to be able to get a coconut. Yeah. Right.
2: From a tree. Yeah, to go.
3: survive. Yeah. And definitely, um, yeah, I've gotten good at getting coconuts now. Nice. Oh, nice. There's coconuts there? Oh, there's like, it's actually like a hazard. It's so, <laughs> many... <laughs> so funny. Yeah. People are like, yo, like don't stand close to the coconut trees. What are you doing? I'm like... <laughs> Like, like yeah, yeah, we have pine cones where I'm from. Yeah, but that'll mess you up. Like the uh, some cars have like big dents in the roof, like you park too close to a coconut and one falls on your car. Ah, oh, that stinks. <laughs> insurance doesn't cover that no way. Uh no. Oh yeah, car insurance is weird out here too. You just uh, you go into the place and unless you have like a really nice car, it's just hundred seventy five dollars a year and it doesn't <laughs> matter what car you have or anything else. <laughs>
2: what the heck just flat rate right.
1: i knew we were getting ripped off over here yeah
2: so greg another thing with the cars my buddy lived in antigua for a little bit and he had like the, the limp the availability of cars was so limited he had like this really shitty like f- i don't even know what i mean it was some w- old like ford explorer type thing but it was like falling apart and it was like one of the nicer cars on the island and it had, like, bald tires. Is it fairly similar there, or do they have actual cars?
3: I mean, we've got some, but, like, so when I got out here, I just bought, like, a piece of shit 97 Toyota Tercel.
2: Nice, yeah. <laughs> and
3: that's, like, that's got me around. There's definitely, like, some beaters like that. And your car, cars don't stay nice out here because it's so salty. So even if you have, like, a 2010, it's going to have, like, rust holes and shit mm. in it.
1: This is an 81 Honda!
3: How dare you! some nice ones. The big thing out here is is Tacomas. If you got a Tacoma, then you've made it on the island. (laughs)
2: It's good
3: goals. So I cleared up the Chinese tourism.
1: Uh, I, I found out why they're going and why they have the pink Mustangs. They're going there because if they go there and have a baby in Saipan, it's an American citizen. Well, yeah, not all of them are pregnant, though. 472... Chinese woman gave birth in
3: Saipan in 2012. What do you think about that?
0: I'm in love with the Chinese
3: chick. That sounds like a like a good way to get your citizenship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. That's, that's, that's smart. And it says there's yeah. nothing illegal about it, so they can just do it. Right. Just come out here, have a baby, and then you're good to go, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I did hear that was pretty big for a minute. I think it's died down in the last couple of years, but... Oh. That, was, that was like a big thing because it's only like a three or four hour flight from China. Oh, just hop over uh, and have a baby on the yeah. beach. That sounds cool.
2: Do you get opportunities to go fly places that you want uh, when you're not working? Like, are there other places you want to check out in the area?
3: Yeah. Um, the problem right now is you still have to quarantine when you get to the Marianas. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So you have to do a five day uh, five day hotel stay when you get back here if you've gone to. Anywhere besides like you know, certain places, now it's starting to loosen up. Like so, when I first got here, I had to literally, literally I landed at the airport, like I had just stayed overnight in the airport in Guam, which so I was like super groggy. Like get off the plane, then there's like guys in hazmat suits. They're like sit down in this chair and they do the COVID test up your nose, and you're like oh what the hell. And then they bus you to like this old, like I guess it was like a abandoned resort that they reopened back up for like COVID quarantine and then uh, you stay there for five days and then you're free to go. Maybe worth it, but that would suck if you have to do that like more than twice. Yeah, no, it sucks pretty hard. But yeah, once everything opens back up, I'll be, I'll be going everywhere. Cause it's only, you know, it's a couple hours to Japan and uh, to Seoul and I may have a brother in Seoul that I'm going to go visit. So. Oh,
1: <laughs> no, not a brother.
3: A uh, nephew. Niece. or niece. nephew. <laughs> Niece and nephew. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. They would be. My boy is probably about four years old. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Looking for his papa. <laughs> there's scuba uh, diving a lot here, so there's awesome dive destinations. Uh, there's an island called Plow that's a couple hours from here. It's supposed to be like the best in the world. Nice. Um, yeah, and then just you know everywhere else over there. Uh, And it's cheap, too, to fly to Asia from here. It's only like 200 bucks to go to Seoul. Oh, dude. Well, once
1: you
0: get a chance, you got to go there. It's awesome. I was just curious about the cuisine. I mean, you say it's owned by America. So is there, like, McDonald's out there, or is it mostly, like, Asian? Because I'm assuming the uh, most trusted um, source in America being Wikipedia
3: right now. (laughs) There's two McDonald's on the island, and they're lit. Like there, <laughs> there's only two other restaurants that have drive-throughs, and so the McDonalds are like packed, like lines, like backed up down the street usually every day at lunch and dinner. Wow, madness! Um, they've got mostly the same menu, but they do have some local stuff. the uh, menu there, so like at breakfast you can get like spam and eggs. Nice. Um, that you thing can get re- like a
0: Hawaiian.
3: Uh, I think it's just a uh, an island thing. Uh, yeah, I've heard like, about that from Hawaii too. Yeah, like one of the uh, in all the grocery stores, there's always like some pre-made food, and one of the things they've always got is like spam sushi, just like a big ball of rice, with a slice of spam on top, and yeah. some seaweed wrapped around it. It sounds maybe good sometimes. It's it's pretty good, and they're like a dollar fifty. It fills you up. So. <laughs> Yeah, like I've, my, I've made that uh, a few times. Number one hiking snack, for sure. Oh, yeah, it would be good. Yeah. Compact, yeah. doesn't go bad. Yeah. And then uh, there's a lot of, like, Japanese and Korean restaurants out here, too. So, so like, awesome Korean barbecue and good Japanese food. And, like, um, there's a couple sushi places that have some really good fish. I mean, they can catch fish five minutes from shore here. So <laughs> Like, if you want to fish, you can just go down to like the the water, and there's guys with coolers, and they just have a sign hung up for whatever kind of fish they have that day. You can buy like oh, a, like a whole yellowfin tuna for like two bucks a pound. Oh um,
1: my god! Wow! Yeah. yeah, that's wild. They probably yeah. have some good ass filet of fishes at McDonald's there, Pat. Oh, <laughs> don't get me started, oh, man. I love
2: <laughs>
0: best in the globe Greg I don't know if you listened to that episode but I'm actually a big fillet fish guy I've had um, four fillet fish in one sitting and then I've had three doubles in one sitting um, what that, my favorite?
3: that's too many fillet
0: fish <laughs> I mean afterwards yeah it's too many <laughs> you, you
1: had a good 25 minutes when you were eating those
0: I mean the time I had four I was pretty lit um, the time I did three doubles, I was just really hungry, and it was lunch, yeah. so it was, like, cheap. Oh, um, yeah.
3: Yeah, I took a little nap after that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, for, for play, what, on the third one, were you like, man, like, I might be having too much filet of fish. Like,
0: no, all my friends were had... laughing because, like, we went, <laughs> we, we, we went out to the bars, and then we had a uh, designated driver, and we wanted McDonald's. And they all get, like, oh, I'll get a double quarter pounder or something. And I was just like, four fish fillets, please. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: what? <laughs> you going to bring those home? He's
3: like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Eat them all right now. Um, we also have, I should mention, we also have Taco Bell and a KFC. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's nice. Yep. Yep. I mean, I'm a
1: big KFC guy. I don't. I mean, Taco Bell, great, but having a KFC out there—that's like, that's everybody's favorite part about America that I've ever talked to. Yes, they're just like,
3: oh, KFC. I'm Like, hell yeah, KFC, yeah. brother. But they don't have the Nashville hot, so. Oh uh, no, yeah, They're, they're a little behind oh. the times. Yeah, give it time. uh, but you know, it does the trick, and it's funny. Like a lot of people carry KFC back to the other islands as like their cargo on the plane. So, like, oh yeah, you people, told me about that. Like when people are having like a party on uh, Tinian, they come to Saipan and get like a bunch of McDonald's and KFC and then bring it back to Tinian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like and I also, you know, we carry like animals and stuff a lot, right? So one time I had some uh, some KFC on the plane. I also had live chickens on Oh the
2: plane. no. Oh. <laughs>
3: those
1: chickens uh were probably sad now those chickens were probably dinner too right um maybe egg dinner i don't i don't know what you do with chickens out there
3: dinner or like there's uh i haven't seen it but there's pretty strong rumors that there's still a lot of cockfighting out here okay yeah
2: i see
0: um greg what are your thoughts on people who eat chicken in their eggs
3: Wait, chicken in their eggs or like
0: yeah, like scrambled eggs with chicken.
3: Whoa. Oh, that's I don't know Whoa. about that. Actually, I never heard about that. Yeah, is this a Guess new he one? Does it,
2: Jared? Jared, no I don't way. do that.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah. I heard he also drinks milk.
2: Okay, I do drink milk, uh, which I've been discriminated against recently. Uh, but I I do not eat... I pad that weirds me out. I definitely do not eat chicken with
3: eggs. It, it, it's too close to the, home for The me.
1: kid wasn't
3: enough. You had to eat the parents too, Jared? <laughs> yeah. I thought you meant like chicken that was still in the egg. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like the baby, the fetus, the egg fetus, the like, chicken fetus. Yeah, the unhatched chicken. I haven't had that. I've had those, the century eggs that are, like, the old fermented egg, that's kind of good. Oh, God, Yeah, that sounds bad. I think the, the worst kind of eggs, are they even eggs or powdered eggs?
0: It's just, like... Oh, spam. yeah, some of those are pretty bad.
1: They serve those in the army a lot. Like, just a bag of eggs or something. And they're, like, hard. A lot of the times, they're, like, square and hard. It's just, like, a cube of yellow that's, like... I don't, It has a consistency of, like, spam, almost.
0: Anyway, enough about chickens. Back to Greg.
2: <laughs> yeah, Greg, I had I had one more question for you. Are there any like cultural norms that you notice are very different there than in America or in the states? I should say.
3: Yeah, there's a there's some stuff. So like the island, the traditional island culture is still pretty strong here, which is uh, which is interesting. Um, one big thing is the uh, the tatamona, the mm. ancient spirits. So like if uh, certain kind of trees that are like ancient spirit trees and like, you're not really supposed to like climb on those or like mess with them or anything. And like, if you're out in the woods and you have to pee in the woods, you have to ask for permission from the Tata Mona. Mm-hmm. Um, to make have sure you gotten like... permission? Do you usually get permission or do they turn you down? Yeah, usually permission is granted unless it's a spiritual site. Uh, okay. okay. Um, so that's kind of interesting. And, like, and it's legit. Like, if you're out in the woods somewhere and they're like, yo, that site's like Tata Mona, everyone's like, oh, man, respect. Ah, Tata Mona. Yeah. Um, so, that's kind of cool. And um, people like to eat, like, I guess, like, the, the, the really local food is kind of weird stuff um, for Americans, at least when I first got inter- introduced to it. Like, they eat um, a lot of, like, bony fish parrotfish fish and like small sardines and stuff. Oh, and then, like uh, the reef stuff. Yeah. Then there's like some uh, stuff of keleguin, which is like kind of minced meat and like really citrusy and uh, uh, sometimes really salty. They use a lot of MSG in food out here too. Like Chinese restaurants in the states, they always say like, "Oh, no MSG." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, I have a out here. To- like, I, I mean, you just, I have a jar of it in my pantry. Now, so. <laughs> But it does make things taste better. <laughs> yeah, people still speak like some of the native language here. Like, so I don't know. I, I can tell maybe when they're know, talking shit about you or something, they talk a different language. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, like it's all pretty straight up, and I've been here for you know almost a year now, so everything feels pretty local, pretty normal to me. But uh, I was weirded out by the number of stray dogs. Oh yeah, that was kind of strange. Like. There's a lot, and I got chased by a pack of them like the third day I lived here. Mm -hmm. You got to establish your dominance, and then they'll respect you. You have to pretend to throw rocks at them.
1: I raised, well, I didn't raise a Korean dog, but I met him when he was a puppy, a a stray. There was two strays, and I would always feed this uh, Korean dog. We called him White Dog because he was white, and he grew up to be the strongest of the dogs. He killed a small deer in a river on our base one day and then he was leading a pack of dogs that attacked a cat uh, on my last day in Korea and I watched him I said that's my boy you're a good boy so it's good to have a pack of dogs on your side it's true
2: I'm noticing the theme with your animals you had gray cat and then you had white dog
1: yeah white dog he was a good dog I pulled a tick off his eye once he had a uh, green stuff coming out of his penis one time oh, God. Uh, I let that work
3: itself out
2: yeah good
1: I, th- I didn't have the medical knowledge. <laughs> okay.
3: Damn, Pat was probably pumped that we were going to get through that whole episode without talking about penises. <laughs> yeah, almost.
1: <laughs> well, there was a <laughs> medical penis though, medical dog penis. Still,
2: <laughs> one show. Uh, did you want Steed to do his uh, Steed science while you were on?
1: I would love to hear some Steed science. <laughs> Steed science. Steed science. Steed science. All right, Jay, hit the music.
0: Everything in this world is made up of matter. And those matters behave with each other in certain ways. And that, students, is chemistry. Everything in this world is made up of matter. And those different matters behave
2: amongst each other in
0: different ways.
2: And that, children, is steed science.
1: COVID's ending, right? You're getting ready to go back out on the town. What do you need to go out on the town? Jared, what do you need?
2: Um, You need a good outfit. Perfect.
1: Pat, what do you need? Uh, Nice shoes. Nice shoes. Greg, what do you need? Uh, You need some fresh sunglasses. All of this stuff has to do with today's seed science. Dry cleaning. (laughs) You can dry clean any of those items. (laughs)
2: sunglasses
1: sure you guys are probably all wondering how does dry cleaning work what's going on behind that curtain
2: right yeah i got i got something dry cleaned like two weeks ago and i had no idea what they did with it
1: exactly you have no freaking idea i didn't either i was looking at dry cleaners today i'm like what's going on in there you know like i don't get it so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you they clean your stuff. There's no water. How do they do this? Yeah. Well, it started back in ancient Rome. Shit. You guys didn't. You were not as surprised as I thought. Well, you. I mean, I. I it don't started know if I'm in ancient it. Rome. I don't. <laughs> okay, they used their. They had wool, woolen togas, and they used ammonia to clean the woolen togas because water would make the wool swell up. Yeah with the water but ammonia doesn't so they could lift the stain and clean it now um once we you know conquered rome in america we started using petroleum-based solvents like gasoline and kerosene this was in like the 1930s
2: okay but won't that make it so there were...
1: yes so in the 1930s, everybody was using gasoline to clean. Well, not everybody, but a bunch of people were using gasoline to clean their clothes. And uh, it turns out it does make it really flammable. And the government had to put out a PSA don't clean your clothes in gasoline. <laughs> yeah. Because people were lighting themselves on fire. Oh, God. Uh, then they turned to perks. You guys know what perks are? The drugs?
2: Uh, Percocets?
1: Yeah, the hit drug from Rap Songs.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Molly Percocet, Percocet. Yeah, it's also
1: perchlorethylene, or perchlorethylene, which is called perk or a chlorinated solvent. It's a highly effective cleaner,
3: and it's still used today. I know some um, of these words. I don't think that's the same perk.
1: It's a different perk. I think <laughs> if you drank uh, some of this perk, you'd die pretty hard. You know, there's some like bs green dry cleaning that they have now they use like liquid carbon but you don't need that so all you need to know is that these solvents they don't have water in so it's all stuff that goes on the clothes and takes the dirt off the clothes but it's not technically water so it doesn't make the clothes fibers big and then they don't stretch out you're probably thinking that's done right Yeah. No, because dry cleaners always finish your clothes. They steam it. They press it. They reattach buttons. And then they hang it up and put it on that weird carousel thing.
2: Yeah. I was really disappointed the other day when I went to pick up my my suit. And the guy just had it. It was already at the front. Like, I didn't get to see it spin around.
3: I did not ask for this? Oh, yeah. That's no fun.
2: No. And... The other thing is, uh, Steed. I do know with banks, a lot of times they will not lend money to a business that wants to like buy a property that was a former dry cleaner for a certain period of time because of all the chemical after effects.
1: Yeah. There, uh, so those chemicals, there's like tons of stuff. It's like dry cleaners are. It's super dangerous to be work in a dry cleaning place. All the stuff because you're just around those like dangerous chemicals all day. So it needs to be pretty well ventilated. Uh, don't try it and dry clean it at home. I got a government, some government nerd wrote a paper in 1938 that said it's a few bucks a year. Just go to the dry cleaners. It's not worth it. That was almost verbatim. Wow. Australia actually has a dry cleaning Institute and they're committed to excellence.
2: <laughs> An institute like you can become a doctor in, in dry cleaning?
1: It, it The website is the Dry Cleaning Institute of Australia. And right underneath that, it says committed to excellence. And I'm like, <laughs> great. Sick. Do they have a conference? Maybe you should go. Uh, let's see. Why become a member? Uh It cost me $700. So that doesn't... Right now, that's turning me off. Okay. <laughs> but the benefits... What are the perks? The perks. Here we go. Um At the time of writing this... of Australian dry cleaners shut down their businesses per year about that's about 35 businesses a year. Well, guess what? Not one of those businesses was a dry cleaners Institute of Australia member.
3: (laughs) Can't argue about that. uh, Like a mafia of dry cleaners. (laughs) you're, (laughs) You're for protection from the other dry cleaning Institute members. Like, (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's what it's seeming like because uh, all they're saying is they're not oh no they, te- they teach you oh they have an app on their phone that will teach you step by step stain removal so there you go okay. but it costs you 24 extra dollars okay
2: <laughs> 724 that's not included in the $700 fee
1: yeah and they teach you how to resolve an, an argument with a customer without being, having to pay them any money there's 150 bulletins about that <laughs> That's like the most substantial thing here. (laughs) How to not pay your customers when you ruin their clothes? Uh, So I guess I'm joining. And uh, do you guys have any other dry cleaning questions? Well, can probably
2: answer. I so I noticed some things can't be dry cleaned. Do you know why that is? Yes,
1: it's because they will dissolve in the solvent.
2: Like oh, the the fabric will dissolve because of the chemical harsh chemicals. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the fabric isn't tough enough
2: now. See, can people use a dry cleaning method like I know girls use dry shampoo sometimes? Could I use like a dry cleaning type thing as a body if I didn't want to on my body if I didn't want to shower?
1: You know. Now, the term dry cleaning is misleading because I would consider kerosene wet. Yes. But they're just saying dry, meaning no water. Like, that doesn't really mean dry. So this i'm filing a lawsuit against the dry cleaning institute of australia that's it should fair. say not water cleaning institute of australia okay so that's where you're wrong but if you doused um gasoline on your like all over your body and you did light it on fire and you very quickly put it out you'd be very clean jared
2: okay perfect and that you goodness. wouldn't have to shave <laughs> there we go that's my biggest thing well thank you steed for that you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah that was
3: very informative. Um, yeah, all would, I knew about know. before, only thing I knew was from uh, the scenes in Breaking Bad when they went to a dry cleaner's to make meth. So <laughs> It's kind of like that. You could probably use this perk stuff
1: to uh, make some meth. Sounds pretty strong.
2: Yeah. Uh, Greg, is there any other things you want to get to? We're running close on time here, but I just didn't want to, you know, you're not on very Fair often, so I wanted to ask.
3: No, we're good. I mean, I'm on island time out here, so you know, there's nothing else going on. But uh, we can we can always do a revisit Saipan step when I've got some more info, some more details, and dug up some more uh, Dark knowledge on the island. Yeah, we'll have to do that. Yeah, I am very surprised
1: about the call quality. Shout out to Facebook.
3: Yeah, no kidding. It's
1: like we're in the same
2: room. It's been better quality than like a lot of times we've done it with somebody is we're we're in the same you know city.
1: <laughs> no, and like I, it's crazy how fast internet stuff travels. I mean, I already did a speed science on that how phones work. Uh, that has to do with satellites. That's yeah. the big takeaway in codes, but it's crazy how fast codes go. I I won't get into it.
3: <laughs> Yeah, thanks to Docomo Pacific's high-speed Wi-Fi that I've got. Oh, man. They're the best. Yeah. yeah, that's a free shout-out right there. They can, maybe they can sponsor you on the islands. I love it. Probably yes. the number one
1: podcast in the island.
3: Yes.
2: Yeah, Real Greg, what is the number one podcast in uh, Saipan? I
3: mean, I'd have to say Stuff. Okay. Yes, we <laughs> did it. I, I think that you've got more listeners out here than the other podcasts.
1: Perfect. That's, that's awesome. I'm proud. Yeah. I'm proud of Chubstep right now.
2: The official podcast of XPogo and Saipan. Yep. <laughs> a Few other things too, I think. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, um Pat, I know you just got back from a trip and I just got back from a trip as well. Um but we'll save those as teasers uh for next week as we're we got a full episode here. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, Thank you a lot, Greg, for coming on. And we'll definitely have you back uh, once you've explored more or maybe activated a few of those uh, undetonated bombs or something like that. And then there's some controversy (laughs) around you.
3: (laughs) All right, for sure. Thanks for having me, guys.
2: Yeah, thanks Thanks, for coming on. Thanks,
3: Greg. Recording live.
0: So There's one time we were doing this high school project. We had to film this movie downtown. We're um, over by the Wrigley building. I don't know if you know where that is. And yes. Up comes Vince Vaughn. I've had two people tell me the new outro is dumb as hell. <laughs> what? I like the outro.